say you can do better than that. receive a dead praise. Amen. We honor the spirit of the Lord that is here on today. And what we have experienced so far in the service. God is a good God. Amen. And we honor our spiritual father and spiritual mother yes. in their absence in the person of Bishop-elect yes. Harold and Pastor Felicia Duncan. Let's give God yes. praise for them. Yes. Amen. Amen. All the elders and ministers and deacons and all you, the saints of God, let's get into the Word. How about that? Let's go in the scriptures. I want to deal with, I've been studying probably within the last almost a year about faith. And that's what I want to deal with today. I want to deal with overcoming faith challenges. Overcoming faith challenges. Let me give you a few notes here. Because he let me know that many saints that would be here today, you've had a challenge or you're experiencing a challenge in your faith. Now, let me share this what the Lord said. He said, just because your faith is being challenged doesn't mean your faith is contaminated, nor is it cursed. But it does mean your faith has to grow and be developed more in that particular area. Let's go to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. 11. And we're going to start at the 22nd verse. Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Listen to what the word of the Lord says. Um, so Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. The original translation literally says, or have the faith of God. Understand faith in God got you saved. But the faith of God will cause you to do the things Jesus did. Lord wants you to heal the sick. He wants you to raise the dead. He wants you to have the ability to do the things that he did. 
So let's keep reading. So, so Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. Let me give you a working definition of faith this morning. Faith is an unshakable belief, confidence, and trust in God, even in difficult situations. Verse 23, let's go. And so it says, For surely I say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, say mountain. In other words, Jesus is saying, and he's speaking to those, he's not speaking to everybody. The whoever is the person that has the God kind of faith can say to the mountain. Not talking to everybody, it's talking to those that have the faith of God. Uh, the word says there literally means this it means an authorized or an authoritative order or command. This word denotes meaning or substance of words, not plain old babble. So your words are targeting something. It's targeting the mountain. What is the mountain? Any hindrance, difficulty, or anything that opposes the, the opposes your faith. That is the mountain, or anything that's contrary to the word of the Lord over your life. So let me give you an example. You got a report of sickness. You don't go tell God about your sickness. Uh, because by the scripture lets us know that God has given us jurisdiction to speak to the mountain. So you take the a word, you take the word of sickness and you put the word on the sickness. You don't glorify the sickness. You don't glorify poverty. You put the word on the mountain because the mountain is not bigger than your God. And I don't care how long you've been going through something. See, sometimes you're going through because you're not saying nothing. Because one thing about mountains, mountains don't read minds, they read mouths. And so many of you, you're thinking. But you need to take what you're thinking and speak out. Just not think. So, so look at this. So it says, you're going to say to this mountain, meaning you're not going to go to talk to God about the mountain because he gave you authority to speak to it. Yes. 
be thou or be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. Now, shall not doubt in his heart. That word doubt means to waver. And it also means to be unstable. One day you believe, the next day you don't believe. <laughs> and many of times you're not seeing the manifestation because what happens, you doubt not when you heard, you doubt in the process. You doubt it when God called you to do something and the complete opposite happened of what he told you in the beginning. We'll see in the scripture in a minute. But believes that those things he says will be done. Words are just not informative. Words are creative. Look at your neighbor and say, words are creative. Look at them and tell them your words are creative. Hebrews 11 and 3 lets us know that, that the world was created by words. And you're living in your world, world today because of what you spoke of the words you spoke yesterday. That's why you need to ask Holy Spirit, Lord, ah, manage my tongue. Manage my words. I don't want to speak anything contrary to the word of God. Because I want to experience everything you have for me. So let's keep reading. My God, glory to God. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Yes. Now, 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 you need to get this. You need to get this. Jesus is saying, therefore, I say to you, What, whatsoever things you ask when you pray. Believe that you receive them and you should have them. Now, I want to put up the source New Testament of Mark eleven twenty four. If you put that on the screen, I want to show you what, this is close to what the original Greek says of this text. It says, it's for this reason that I tell you when you, you pray and ask for all things you want. Now, I had to uh, help them a little bit because some of you read this and then you believe, well, I want to go down to the casino. I want to go play the lottery this week. So all the things I want because the scripture said, no, I helped you. I, I helped you so you don't think that way. 
The things you want according in alignment with the will or the word and will of God for your life. Believe that ye you, that you have already taken hold of them and they're yours. So what I say, I must believe that I've already received. Not that, that they're coming one day. They're already in my today. But my words need to catch up to what God has already said and provided. That's why you're not trying to get healed. You're already healed. You're not trying to be prosperous. You're already prosperous. See, if you change your language and stop talking so pitiful, and quit trying to live by handouts and waiting for the next government program, the next wave of government programs to come your way and realize I'm the blessed of the Lord. And whatever I need, I need to receive and I need to I, I, I need to go by the spirit of my mind and see whatever I need from God as mine already. You don't have the tangible proof in your hands, but you have the currency of the word. And many of times, our words can't be right because our hearts are not right. Go to go 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 to Mark. See what Jesus said. See 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 the Lord wants you to be a, a display of testimonies. I'll say that again because some of you can't believe that. I want to help you. I said God wants to make you a display of testimonies of his goodness to people. What could happen if you become a display of God's testimony and goodness to, to, to the unsaved? They'll want to get saved. Because of your display of God's goodness and kindness. Ain't nobody want to get saved and you talking what they're talking? You need to confess over your life that I'm a testimony of God's goodness and I'm a testimony in the earth. And listen, I ain't got to go through a bunch of, I ain't got to keep going through bad stuff to get a testimony. So many often, the only testimony you get, you got to go through something. Hmm? Something bad got to happen to you. And we say, that's a testimony. I was, I was reading in, in the word of God and I thought to myself, 
and we're going to get to Matthew. We're going to get to Matthew chapter 12, and I'm almost done. But I was thinking about the one with the issue of blood. Here this woman bled for 12 years. But she got a plan in her mouth. Without any human applause. Without any human confirmation. She decided one day, she said within herself. See, that's sometimes you talk to the wrong people. See, there are some things you can't tell people. You have to keep it within yourself. And then when the testimony comes, you just show up with the testimony. Because everyone's faith is not at your level. And when you get ready to do great things for God, there are people that's going to come and say, stay right here. Stay right where we at because you know you can't do that. You know it's hard out here with the black folk. It's hard for those that don't walk by. But she made up in her mind, said, if I may touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. So she had to come over. Now, nigga, realize, all these people around Jesus... She gets a plan in her mouth (laughs) that she sees that her words are greater than people. Tell someone, say, your words are greater than people. Stop using people as an excuse why you don't have what God promised you. Now, now look at Matthew. I want you to look at Matthew chapter 12 because we got to get this heart right. Because true confession is when the heart and the word, your words come together in agreement. Some of you have been confessing things, but your heart's not in it. You've been confessing things because everybody else has confessed it, but, but your heart can't receive what your words you're speaking. So ask God this. Brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? Now that's illegal. You can't be evil and speak good. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Verse, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. So now, you can't bring both. You either bring them forth one or the other. Right. Now, now let's deal with the word treasure. We're going, we're going to tie all this together. This word good means excellent, value, a worth. Let me help, help some of you. 
you need to start speaking over yourself. And quit trying to get other folk to speak over you. Because everybody don't mean you good. And it doesn't mean that they're evil, but they just can't believe on that level yet. It's like you going from a Ford to a Bentley. Some folk will celebrate you because you got a Ford. But the moment you ride in a Bentley, who he think he is? How and how he got that? I got to see what, what's going on. He just had that fall. He just got that fall last year. Everybody can't see value. So a good man out of the good treasure. This word treasure means a place where something valuable was secure or hidden. Keep that in your minds. The next verse. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak. That's why you got to stop people when they speak contrary to what God told you. And you got to tell them, be quiet. I can't allow your words to get in my atmosphere. Sometimes you're going to be like Bartimaeus and tell the uh, crowd to hush. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I say unto you, every idle word men may speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. So let me help you with this. The treasure in you is exposed by your words. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the treasure is exposed by your words in tough seasons. That's why if you curse, you just didn't curse. It's been, it's been a treasure in your heart that you got to deal with. And no, the devil didn't make you do it. You got to get in the right atmosphere. Yes. And if you hang around a bunch of cursors, you got to leave the cursors alone. Yes. You bunch are around a bunch of fearful people. They don't want to do nothing great for God. They're so accustomed to Egypt. And God's given you a promise a, a, a vision of the promised land of Canaan. And every time you go talk to them about Canaan, 
they keep talking to you about Egypt. So it says this, every idle word, let me help you with that word idle. That word means careless or thoughtless. Now, something the Lord told me, I said, wow, I never heard this before. People who use idle words don't have a revelation of the power of words they speak. That's right. That's why they just say anything. That's why you need to have partners that, 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 that you need to partner with and say, you know what? I'm going to partner. I'm going to partner with you, brother. And, and every time I say something wrong and negative, correct me. Because many of times we're in bondage because of our words. Go, 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 because the Bible says this. Now, now, now this, this is powerful because it talks about that you're going to give an account. That word means recompense or reward. You're going to be rewarded what you speak. In the day of judgment, in the day of testing. Go with me to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. Yeah. Mark 4, 35. Mark 4, 35. I refuse to just hear what God is saying. And it doesn't manifest in my life. I want all what God has yes. for me. Yes. I said all. Oh. On the same day as Jesus was teaching um, uh, parables on that day. When the evening was come, he said to them, who his disciples, let us cross over to the other side. Very powerful eight words that Jesus was speaking to his disciples. Let us cross over to the other side. Faith makes moves. Faith is not stagnated. He says, let us cross over to the side because there's somewhere where we're going. But we can't stay here. Now, when they had left the multitude, I was meditating this morning on that at five o'clock this morning and here's what the Lord told me to tell some of you that when you're operating in a realm of faith uh -huh. for faith is a supernatural act uh -huh. 
you can't take everybody with you. And some of the warfare that you're experiencing is because you're connected to all the wrong people. I didn't say they were the devil, but the Lord, you know, what it is is that they're expired relationships. They had to leave the multitude. And some of you have been working with expired relationships and you're frustrated. You're, 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 you're using all your oil on people that don't appreciate you. And you're being drained and not deposited. This is a season God wants you to be deposited into, not to be used as a drain. When he left the multitude, hmm, the word multitude there means people that lack order, lack structure, and they're disorganized. Those kind of people, you got to leave right where they are. They're good enough for you to feed but they're not good enough for you to bring it to your destiny. See, some, some, some destiny moments, you're going to spend one second with that person. That's all God wants you to spend one second. And keep it moving. The disciples fed the multitude, and then when it was over, Jesus said, eh, uh, let go uh, that I may send the multitude away. You got to know when to let people go. Because... Here's what the scripture says. They took him. Uh-huh. They took him. My God. Hallelujah. They took him along in the boat as he was. And other little ships were also with him. And a great windstorm arose. So to get a word. And between the word and the place of destination... A, a storm arose. All right, all right. See, you got to trust God. Yes, yes. And realize the same God that told me to get in the boat and go to the other oh, side <laughs> is the same God that solved the storm. Yes, and I'm just getting the information. I'm just seeing this because he didn't tell me because he said he, he wants you to know if I told you, you would never leave from where you are. You would stay right where you are. So I hide things from you. And in the middle of you getting a word and a destination, there's a faith challenge because of something that's happening in your life that was not on schedule. All right. And you prayed and you fasted and you believed God, but he didn't show you the storm. <laughs> and the waves beat into the boat 
so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. Now understand, Jesus had a right to sleep. He just got finished teaching the multitude. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? Now look how contrary they spoke to what the original word was. The original word was, let us pass over to the other side. It said nothing about perishing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh huh. So let's look at this. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and, and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Or it says, one translation says, how is it possible that you do not have or you don't possess faith? Uh Something the Lord spoke to me. He said, the storm was not for the disciples perishing. But it was for the purpose of correcting the deficiency in the disciples' faith. They had enough faith to get in the boat, but not progressive enough to use their words, to use the words out of their mouth to command the storm to cease. Because many of times when God calls you into something new, fear attaches itself. And fear comes to tell you, you can't do it. Fear comes and brings pictures of your family and, 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 and your grandma and your mama. And, and you know, mama had it, dad, mama had it, granny had it, you gonna have it. Why did he say you have no faith? Because he expected them to have faith. Here was Jesus' plan. He was going to go to sleep and rest. But here the disciples, I wonder, and I was thinking to myself, how many men and women of God are coming out of rest? Right now. Because they got to bring peace to your storm. When you should be have the ability to bring peace to your own storm. That's good. That's good. You got some folks. You know, I travel all across the country, and some folk, the same folk, 
come in the prayer line. They always want prayer. And many times, it is stuff that they can correct on themselves. That's right. They don't need prayer. They need to open their mouth. You understand that your mouth, literally, if you, if you study the word mouth in, in Greek, in Hebrew, in Greek, it, it, it means weapon. Your mouth is a weapon. But the enemy rejoices when your mouth is closed. All right. That's why it's important that you get with people that have the same faith level. I'm not believing for government cheese no more. And, and, and where peanut butter. I'm believing now for my own peanut butter and my own cheese. That's why your faith got to be progressive. That, that, that's why the beginning of your faith uh, is mustard seed. But we can't stay at mustard seed. We've got to keep moving into different realms of faith. It's amazing with the centurion. Here he says, speak. You don't have to come, Jesus. Yes. Yes. Speak the word only. Yes. Tell you that that's what the Lord's telling you today. Don't get another bottle of oil. All right. Don't get another hand laid on you. Speak the word only. And my servant will be healed. He's telling you, speak the word only, and whatever you need healing, whatever you need from God is going to manifest. Speak the word only. That you, you should make that a project of your faith project this week. I'm going to speak the word only. Because I'm working on something. I'm not coming into 2018 with the same things that happened in 2016 and 2015 and 2014 and get up and tell the same, all the hell I've been through. You better, you better discern the difference between hell and when God is purging you. Because really what he's doing is he's purging you from yourself and what you've been accustomed to. So when you speak the word only, See, that's why when we talk about the prayer of agreement, you need to connect with those with the same faith that desire the same outcome. 
And I can always tell if you have the same faith. When I get to talking, I see your expression. <laughs> because God wants you to. The Bible talks about over in Luke 17. Increase. The Sabbath game said increase our faith. God wants to take your faith to a whole nother ramp. I remember I was in Jacksonville, and I'm close. I was there a couple years ago preaching. And um, I was at the pastor's, we had went to lunch, and the bishop um, took me back to his study. And he had these books called um, The Complete Biblical Library. These are multiple books that cost well over, I, I tried to look, and they were like $2,300. I said, Lord, I want them. And uh, put my faith out there. About a year later, I looked on the internet, and lo and behold, they were selling the, the CDs what I wanted uh, for three, I got it on sale for three hundred dollars. Where on CD it would still cost you fourteen hundred. God wants you to put your faith out there. And don't be afraid. Don't you have to understand people of God. When you get ready to do great things for God, you have to do great things by yourself. And you want to take people with you, but they're not there yet. The disciples freaked out one day. And they see Jesus walking on the water. And they freak out. And they get fearful. And they said, there was a ghost. One translation says, they thought it was a demon. They didn't know something. Many times when we go to do great things and we don't do them, and when we do them, and when, and, and when God is challenging us, many times we'll, we'll, we'll call a new thing a demon. Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't line up to what we think. Come on. But I'm telling you today that many of you are getting ready to step into God is ruling enlarging your faith to think on greater levels. Some of you are going to be keys and doors to your family. You're going to break the curse of poverty over your family. You're going to break you're going to break the spirit of sickness over your family. Amen. You're going to break things over your family because you're going to be the one with the testimony. Amen. Father, we thank you for these people, your people. And Father, I speak the blessing of the Lord upon them. 
And I thank you for the great things that you're doing, Father, in the lives of each your people. And I thank you, Father, for even this week. It will be a week of great testimony in deliverance for your people. Father, I thank you for the things that you have spoken and you declared that we come in alignment with our mouths to speak only what you say. Father, I thank you that even some of the people that are here today, that they feel that they've been in a season of denial. They've been in a season of frustration. I speak that their faith rise again. Father, thank you for those that have been standing. Let them know, Father, that they've not been standing alone, but they've been standing in you. And you will not cause them to be disappointed. But they, you have an appointment. They have an appointment with manifestation that only comes from you. In Jesus' name. Clap your hands and give God praise. Come on. And I just want to say something to someone, and I'm done. Amen. Sister with the glasses. Yeah. Yeah, you. Yeah. The Lord told me to tell you the season of you getting out the door. And it's like you get to the door and like the door shuts. That season is coming to an end. Yeah. And the Lord says, He took you back to your life. When you look at your life and you've rehearsed over your life, things that you didn't you didn't plan, but they happened. God is taking the shame and the hurt. God said you're going to enter a new day. And dreams that you had as a teenager, that they dropped, you dropped them because things that happened in your life, the interruptions that happened in your life. The Lord says, a new day is coming. Yeah. Those dreams. Yeah. Yeah. And God says the provision and the resources that you need are going to be there. And I hear the Lord saying to tell you, surely it's a new day for you. Yeah. And surely it's a new day of promise. I see God doing some things in your family. I'm seeing some healing and some relationships in your family. I'm seeing things in your life turning. And I'm saying the testimony of the Lord. I heard God, God say, I'm opening up the doors even for something concerning schooling and college. And God said, when you go, everything you need to be there, it won't be a struggle. God is taking the word struggle out of your vocabulary. And he is going to be your provider. Watch and see what he's going to do. God bless you all. Wow. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Not a, a whole lot you can say. Thank you.
Help my unbelief. He's talking to you. There were ten lepers. 